0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co host Whitney Nelson, and we have a returning guest and friend of the show. We got Fermin Martinez. We got a f- full house. How's everybody doing? Hello, hello, First hello. First episode of 2020 for Whitney, if I'm not mistaken, and for me. Yeah. If- <laughs> uh,
1: Yeah. January's kicking my butt. Uh, oh, no. I'm getting thoroughly walloped with work. So there's very little in the way of news since I was last on, what, like, two months ago That's fair <laughs> uh yeah i mean i have played a little bit of games but for the most part it's been work
0: I can relate with that. We're going through a data migration. We're changing databases. We're going from Oracle to MySQL, and there's a whole lot involved there. In fact, my boss is pulling the trigger on it this Saturday and putting it in maintenance mode, and hopefully on Monday, things aren't burning down, and we don't have a mess <laughs> to deal with. But I think uh, we're super prepared, so I, I can totally re- relate with work being crazy. Uh, how about you, Firmin? We haven't heard from you in, gosh, uh, probably a month or so.
2: Yeah, in about a month or so. Well, let me tell you, it's been... it's been um. It's been a ridiculous month. I've also been inundated uh with work. I had uh I had to get my car repaired. I had um I had a uh fantastic relationship and breakup of uh, uh, you know, one of those rare cases where the breakup ends pretty happy, so it just feels like a oh. like a wild whirlwind Christmas adventure. It was like a little Christmas movie adventure, you know, where like <laughs> you know, it's like a hallmark. I was just
1: going to say Hallmark. It sounds exactly like it should be on the Hallmark
2: channel. um, It's been a wild uh, (laughs) winter holiday, and it doesn't seem like there are any breaks at the moment.
0: Jeez, you mentioning car troubles. I know our other co-host, Brendan McCullough, uh, he's having some issues himself, and his dad's flying out to try to maybe even buy a new car. I feel bad for anybody going through car troubles because it's always the Ooh, Especially in,
1: in California.
0: Yeah, oh my gosh.
1: I lived without a car for about six months in California before I left, and it was the hardest six months of my life. It took me almost an hour to get to the nearest grocery store.
0: Oh no, <laughs> that yeah. sounds horrible.
1: And this was this was pre-Instacart like, days, so...
0: That's fair. Um, but for anybody mm-hmm. who's new, which I doubt we ever get new listeners, this is a video game podcast. <laughs> uh, that's a thing. Uh, Ostensibly.
1: we talk about video games
0: we try uh we're gonna go round table and see what we've been playing lately uh i do have a little bit of an update but uh, i wish there was more but we'll we'll get to that um let's maybe start with for mean because in fact i know we've had you on the show in the past because you play all these cool games that we're not currently playing and i feel like there's been a couple that you wanted to talk about for a little while now
2: yeah 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 in fact there's one i've been wanting to talk about with everybody i meet uh lately uh this game is called uh Outer Wild. Have you heard of this game?
1: Yeah. yeah and
0: i recall uh Matt Owen from Super Game I was just going to say last
1: time i was on the this podcast was the yes. last time i heard about it.
0: <laughs> he Oh, really? Mentioned it a few times, but uh tell us about your experience with it cuz i have yet to play it.
2: Well, i don't know i don't know if, if he if he told you the premise that it's a um it's a it's a groundhog day sort of uh space exploration puzzle game where where the game resets every 22 minutes and um i actually hadn't heard of the game up until very recently and it showed up on several game of the year lists so i was like oh yes. that's that's why I, I thought they were talking about outer worlds the, the really of popular course. obsidian right you yep. know so but but no this was clearly not and i was like this is wild i have to check it out i went it's and checked it world. out Outer Wilds, Outer <laughs> Wilds, and and it, it lived up to the hype. It is a mind-bending uh, space adventure. It's a real trip. It 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 it's out of this world. And um, I think I, I think more people ought to play because it it's an indie studio in it and it has that unfortunate naming problem at the moment you know yeah
0: to be up against another big uh contender with uh yeah outer worlds but that's the thing i heard nothing but praise for this game i'm very intrigued i have to get it um do you know what it costs you uh and i'm assuming you're playing on steam or pc
2: no i am uh primarily a console player i know i know I'm, a, I'm primarily console i'm on ps4
0: i'm a ps4 guy myself so don't worry but i mm-hmm. i do try to play every now and then some games on steam
2: yeah yeah um no, but I think th- this game and the-, the other affordable game is is made by this indie studio, so it's not, um, uh, I-, I believe I got it for, like, around 20 bucks, and, um, and-, and that was just an easy buy, and I, and it's been worth every penny. It's been fantastic.
0: Awesome.
1: So my question for you is, my, like, mm-hmm. tent pole for puzzle games is The Witness. Have you played The Witness?
2: Yes, I did play The Witness. That one. Was yeah. So burning that's that's burning, yeah. my
1: question is for Outer Wilds, like mm. on a scale of one to the Witness, where would you put it? On
2: um, one to the Witness, I would put it uh probably six seven. Okay. I, it, okay. It's not as um, it, the the puzzles aren't as forward as they are in The Witness. Yeah. Um, a lot of the puzzles you sort of happen upon. There's a, there's a mix between exploration and puzzle and like, um, however. Uh the witness I really just like broke my brain in two and this game <laughs> has that same ability. Yeah. So uh I mean it's a is it, it feels like you're doing you know those uh I don't know if you've walked into a hobby shop and they have those like metal chains in different shapes hooked together mm-hmm. and you got to like look at them and figure out how to unhook them. Yes. To yeah. Really do those puzzles? It feels like that on a grand
1: scale.
0: Oh, man, that reminds me of Monument Valley in a way. I love how clever the puzzles Mm, were there. Monument
2: Valley was great, yes.
0: Awesome.
1: Monument Valley was a little bit more straightforward than The Witness was. About 50% of the way through The Witness, I was like, oh, fuck you, Jonathan Blow. Like, just go fuck yourself. This is so... I mean, I get what you're doing, but also go fuck yourself. (laughs) And so I really, really enjoyed a lot of The Witness, but a lot of it was very sort of self-indulgent for the puzzle maker. And that's kind of why I always ask, you know, like, where on a scale... Because I, I, there's so much about The Witness that was great. The world building was really good, considering there's no storyline at all. There's, like, the puzzles were fun up until a certain point when I was like, oh, go fuck yourself. But um, I only played... I played The Outer Wild... But I only played the, basically, the intro stuff. I got, like, into the ship and launched, and then I couldn't find anything to do, and I haven't picked it up again since, so I haven't even the gotten Otter to Wild? the puzzle part yet.
2: Right, right. Yeah, that that ship, how did you do trying to fly that thing? What do you mean? The The ship in Outer Wilds, I mean, I, I, when I hopped into that ship, I, I was bouncing around all, all over the yeah, place. Yeah, no, I, it's the I, steering it is, while. like,
1: terrible as far as, like, <laughs> actually yeah. trying to get yeah, someplace, was, which is why I didn't get any place.
2: Yeah, yeah. A lot of dragging your face and or the cockpit along the uh, surface for a while. Yeah. I've done a lot of that, yeah. But eventually, I did eventually get the hang of it, and I'm still pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, it Is doesn't just seem a like a ship flaw? that's supposed to handle well. I wouldn't
2: say it's a design flaw. I would say I come from the school of no man's sky, elite dangerous, yeah. a lot more arcade control types. And this this plays more like you're piloting a sort of drone. You can go you go straight up, you mm-hmm. go straight down and then you can push uh you can push uh you know like you know in one way or another one right, left, forward, back, but um but it's really like floaty, and you're contending with a uh, gravity from several different angles at some point mm-hmm. and um it's it's just not like a casual flight, so it takes some getting used to. It. I wouldn't say it's a design flaw. It seems like they definitely put it, did it this way on purpose, uh, but I would say it takes some getting used to if if you haven't played a game with that mechanic and, and I, I know I haven't I don't know what game does.
1: Did yeah. you read Ender's game? I uh, did not. I did not. I, I mean, did not either. Orson Scott Card is a terrible person, but when Ender first <laughs> mm-hmm. gets into like zero G suits for the battles and is like trying to figure out what way is up and what way is down when there is no up and down and that sort of thing, it very much reminded me of trying to fly in Outer Wild for the first time because it was like, they they do a lot with the sort of the drift of gravity and momentum and being in outer space and weightlessness and stuff and that's what makes it so hard to do but it did mean that i tried for about 10 minutes to find a place to like land or do a puzzle Mm -hmm. and i didn't i was not able to land or find a puzzle so i was like "Uh, i'm just gonna turn this off
2: well what's really cool is the puzzles are um They're not, like I said, they're not like The Witness, they're not as forward, and what the puzzles amount to is, um, like, finding different pieces on different planets, and because of the, uh, the Groundhog Day structure, where where the game essentially resets every 22 minutes, you have to figure out how much of the puzzle, or what part of it you want access to Mm -hmm. at any given moment. It's, um... It's, it's it's it feels like it's one puzzle spread out as opposed to a lot of little, you know, ones building up piece, you know, it's, it's that's cool. I like that. It hurts to think about. It hurts to think about.
0: Nice. It makes me really want to play this game. I remember early in the podcast, we interviewed a lot of indie game developers. I was on an indie game kick. And just in recent years, I'm just thinking all the games I'm playing are real mainstream. Uh, (laughs) The last uh, indie game that I could even think of uh, just offhand was this game called Grow Up. And man, that was in the very beginning of the podcast oh man yeah 2015 or 2016 and that was a really fun game i'm almost positive there's probably a grow up 2 by now and i would love to see if that's uh out or well let me see no i <laughs> i guess grow up <laughs> 2 isn't out just yet or they might not even be working on it anymore but i did thoroughly enjoy that game?
2: game is that the plant and robot game yes or I- yeah
0: that's the one where you yeah, plant uh a, like some kind of beanstalk and you go up to the to the moon, essentially. It's really fun. Uh, I, I'm, like, itching to play it now, just talking about it. But that's cool. No, Outer Wilds is one that's definitely on my radar, thanks to you and mm-hmm. Matt Owen. Um, but have you been playing any other games?
2: Uh, what have I been playing? I recently got a Switch. That was a Christmas gift to myself. Ooh, nice. So I hopped, into, um, I hopped into the Essentials, Zelda, Pokemon, Smash. Um, and I've been playing Pokemon. Have you heard of this Ten Ten game coming out? people have been talking about no yeah yeah so so Pokemon's a big deal it's a big monster hunting game and, and, and it's fun it's great uh all that good stuff but now there's this indie game uh called temtem coming out it's an indie monster hunting game monster catching collecting game with its own mechanics its own monster set and its own aesthetic it borrows it is clearly you know unashamedly inspired by pokemon you can see it you can feel it but it also definitely has its own flair, and it seems to be bringing some interesting twists on the uh, on the genre. So I'm I'm keeping my eye on it. It's gonna be it's gonna be coming to PC and and, and consoles, and it's called Temtem. T E M T E M. Have you heard of this? Whitney?
1: I've heard of it, but I I haven't played it at all. I don't.
0: And it's massively multiplayer. Oh, cool! Yeah, the, I'm looking yeah, at it on Steam yeah. right now. It does look really cool. Like cool little animated. Yeah. Uh, characters oh man i'm very interested it actually came out as of the, this recording two days ago on steam but yeah i'm assuming for consoles it might be a, a little bit longer but man thanks for bringing this to my attention because that does look super mm-hmm. cute
2: yeah yeah no it look, it, look it, it looks fun i've been playing pokemon and i've you know it's you'll, you'll always love pokemon but uh this is a series that could really do with some competition right now i would say
0: i agree mm-hmm.
2: I think that's the most diplomatic way I can, I can <laughs> voice my concerns with this game right now, yeah. and I, I I have them, but I love the game, so you know, I'll just I'll just keep myself positive for the moment.
0: Well, and has Pokemon ever dipped into the MMO like sphere, so to speak? Well, there
2: was um there was a whole Pokemon Go thing, which isn't an MMO, but it was the most massively multiplayer it got right now in in a mainline Pokemon game. You can battle with other people, you can trade with other people. Uh, there's an area where you can see other people in a sort of Dark Souls sort of way. Where yeah.
0: You,
2: where you see their avatar moving around, but it's not really them. It's more like, you know, a sort of gaming ghost of them. I don't know what you'd call it, but... A ghost
0: is a good term, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, but, um, no, it's not MMO at all. There's is matchmaking multiplayer on, like, a one, like, two to four total players scale. Yeah. You know?
0: That makes sense, but that's what I mean. I think this as competition being an MMO will really make it interesting. I'm looking at a, a GIF right now, and there's like all these people running across the screen with their—I uh, don't know what you call these creatures. They're not Pokemon, obviously, but they're creatures at following time, them. They're just called Temtems? Okay, that's cool. I mean, I don't know. I, I, but that's my education. You're right. Yeah, you're It says uh, every kid dreams about becoming a Temtem tamer <laughs> instead of a trainer. Yeah, you're I a do, tamer. I
2: do. Let me guess, bringing out the friendship and, and the trust in your Temtem is going to be essential in the story. Yep. That's a wild guess.
0: But no, that does look really cool. Uh, hmm. And it's out now. It's early access. I'll uh, correct myself. I didn't
2: realize it was yeah, early access. I did think it was early access. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense.
0: Temtem, that's really cool. How about you, Whitney? Have you been playing many games? I know you said you didn't get around to too much since we last talked, but uh, what have you been playing, if anything?
1: Uh well I've been actually playing a lot of Roller Coaster Tycoon on my phone what I'm not going to talk about that since you covered that extensively well, in multiple I did episodes. but it,
0: uh, if if there's anything cool <laughs> worth bringing up by all means and in fact we I should Oh, uh, I hope I didn't uninstall it but I was going to say uh we should compare <laughs> parks or give each other gifts because we could be Facebook yeah. friends Yeah I mean whatever. I've
1: been giving you gifts for oh, like damn a it. week well, uh, now oh, but oh well I need to log in You haven't logged in so nope. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I mean, I've been having a lot of fun with Rollercoaster Tycoon. It's a great way to kill an indeterminate amount of time. And I do feel like for a microtransaction-y mobile game, it is more friendly to players who don't want to pay money for it than a lot of other games out there. Like, I feel like there's more stuff to do and more ways to collect things and whatever and rearrange your Park and all that kind of stuff. There's there's so... More action that you can do in between the like time distances that spread you out. That if you want to skip with a microtransaction, which I never do, right? Um,
0: absolutely not. And if they, yeah. do, they can keep you busy for sure,
1: they and I feel like everyone else makes you wait in order to bore you enough that you pay for like skipping ahead, right? Whereas roller coaster tycoon is like you could skip ahead or you can do this, whatever menial occupy your brain stuff for a little while and then there's more stuff to do.
0: True. Okay. I've been having a lot of fun. Entice me to log back in. There's still (laughs) this like there's like three little or four menu options. Water park, main park, coming soon and scenario, and I'm like, man, I haven't played in a long time. Like I almost forgot about this game and coming soon Mm -hmm. is still coming soon. I wonder what it is.
1: Coming soon is still coming soon. I don't (laughs) know
0: what it is either. Um uh, yeah, I I'm going to have to get all the the gifts you've been sending me. Uh yeah. I was left off at level 60 and my Oh, park that's funny. Is I worth... just
1: hit level 60.
0: Oh man, you're caught up to so me already. So we're like
1: we're Yeah, no, in like 2 weeks that's how much I've been playing on like my, you know, off times and commutes and stuff. I've only been playing Roller Coaster Tycoon, but I have played uh quite a bit uh mm, not quite a bit. 20 hours. So a decent amount, but also not like so much. I played The Long Dark,
0: which Ooh, I have enjoyed this? a oh, lot.
1: Okay. So The Long Dark is yeah. like all of the precursors to like I don't know, PUBG. It's survival game, but it's not PVP. Interesting. So it's all of the scavenging parts and all of the like you have to be in a certain area at a certain time type parts like it's it's it reminds me so much of rust which was the precursor to all of these other games but rust was pvp as well and and there was no end goal like with PUBG and with fortnite it's like be the last one alive so it's enforcing this sort of cutthroat thing, whereas Rust just turned into Lord of the Flies naturally because it was a limited amount of resources and the people that had the most resources could go steal other people's resources. Yeah. Um, so Rust just sort of turned into the worst of humanity as you went. And don't get me wrong, I loved Rust. For for a good solid half a year or more, It I put, like, hours every day into Rust. But... The long dark. So there's a story mode, which I've only just started. I actually started playing the survival mode. And I got so into the survival mode, I was like, let's see what the story mode is about. Um, But it's basically just you get dropped off in a post-apocalyptic winter wasteland. And you have to find enough food and water and warmth to survive. And there's only one way to end the game, and that's by dying. So there's like, it just goes on forever until you die. It's just about how long can you survive, and how much stuff can you that. find, and how many new places can you explore, and what can you scavenge. But, like, I think the longest that I've ever stayed alive is six days, and that's... Oh, damn. I average about three days.
2: That's rough. Is it, is it, like, a, um, is it like a crafted world, or is it a generated world?
1: Well, it's, it's randomly generated, so as far as, like... There's certain landmarks that are like the it. same every time, and then there's certain things that are... Gen- yeah, like they keep yeah, popping there's up. There's, like, certain... Like, the cannery is always the cannery, and you always go know that you're going to get there when you start to see the landmarks, but what's generated within it as far as, like, if there's wolves or bears or nobody or what the weather is like... At night sometimes there's the, like, aurora borealis, which will make all the electricity and all of the, like, cars and buildings stutter. So all of a sudden, like, you'll be days with just nothing because it's no power, no food, no whatever. You'll go, like, three days without hearing a single thing other than your own character's, like, footsteps in snow and getting hungry and whatever and then all of a sudden the radio will start flickering on because of the Aurora Borealis outside and Oh wow. It's a beautiful game. It's strictly survival, so it's all about resource management. It's all about how far can you wander in the snow without dying of cold. Um
2: what resources are you management so managing so heat, your temperature, what else?
1: Temperature, food, water, and then um first aid is part of it, too. Um, Mm -hmm. You need to be able to, like, harvest wood in order to build fires and that sort of thing. So, like, if you're in a building, usually you don't need to worry about it, but there's a lot of things that are only usable a certain amount of time. So, like, if, for example, you find a fishing hook and line, there's only so many times that you can use that. So, kind of everything has a limited lifespan as far as use, even, like, hatchets and knives. Um... So you can break down crates, but it reduces the life of your hatchet. But the crates equal wood and that sort of stuff. So um, the hardest time that I've actually had is with food management is not that hard. Although I have died of starvation once. Um, water management is not hard because all you need is a fire because there's snow everywhere. If you have enough time in a fire, you can melt snow into non-potable water and then boil it until it becomes potable um so water's not as big a deal you just need the time to do it the biggest thing is if you get hurt the like antibiotics the bandages that sort of thing that you need to be able to heal it and if you can't heal it it might kill you also, I've drowned a lot of times because I walk over ice like it's no big deal. And then occasionally I break through the ice and fall into the frozen water and then I die. Um, Yikes. And they tell you, like, there's cracking noises and then it there's like a an exclamation mark on the screen before you fall into the water. And if you don't turn around, you fall in. And I just, I'm like, oh, I can make it. And <laughs> I don't make it any, any of the times, so... Um, I really like it because my favorite part of games like PUBG and Fortnite and Rust and any of those PVP games is not the PVP, it's the scavenging. It's the finding the backpack full of stuff and you're like, "Oh my god, there's a gun here. I could shoot a deer or whatever." That the scavenging the stuff is always the most fun for me and that's scavenging is like 50% of the game with The Long Dark. So,
0: Cool. No, that yeah. sounds really interesting and fun. I I feel like it's for a specific type of gamer. I feel like so, many people could probably play it and be like, oh, I'm bored, but it, it doesn't sound boring at all to me, at least. I think it'd yeah, be Yeah,
1: no, uh, I, def- I agree. I think there's some people that, like, w- would play a day or two, and then they're like, okay, I get what this is about. There's nothing new. I'm done. I, however, uh-huh. am like, when I got to a six day mark, when I'm normally about three days, I was so pumped. Yeah, I was like, "Oh my gosh!"
0: Completely invested in this person's survival. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. That's really cool, and that's one I don't think I remember hearing about. But it's got a lot of reviews on, uh, all very positive on Steam. Yeah. So yeah, very it's cool. very,
1: it's beautiful. Um, and yeah, it's, I saw a video
0: of a bear running at you. Uh-huh. I feel like I'd shit my pants. <laughs>
1: It's very scary. A bear killed me once and I was like I can't play this game anymore. I'm too
2: scared. <laughs> oh no. This is
1: terrifying when the bear attacks.
2: Have you heard of The Forest?
1: The Forest? No.
2: It's another survival very similar, only it's um it it it, it there are more monsters, more of a Cronenberg monster type of situation. Okay. Yeah, freaky one. That was that one once you start talking about the getting scared part or like that game.
1: Terrified <laughs> me. <laughs> um But yeah, that's the long dark and roller coaster tycoon for mobile. That's all I've been doing recently.
0: That's fair. Um I don't have too much myself. In fact, I, uh, I'm still going strong with that Mario Kart tour, and I don't know why, but it's it's just fun and something like, I guess it's what replaced Roller Coaster Tycoon, and maybe I'll change that and go back to it. <laughs> um, but that's the thing. With Mario Kart, they just have multiple currencies. There's coins. There's these like little ruby things. And the way like the whole loot box uh, scenario works in their game is there's like these pipes that you uh, can like, for, I think it's what 10 of these Ruby things, you can use a pipe to like get either a random cart character or something else. And, uh, but then they also have this ability to shoot off like 10 of those at once for 45 rubies. And I'm like, well, anytime I get anywhere close to 10, I just use those 10 and do this, the singular pipe. Um, And I feel like they kind of picked up on that, that users weren't ever using the one where it's like, oh, I'll just do 10 in a row for 45 because no one ever accrues 45 unless you pay for it. And that's the problem. It's like you can get all sorts of coins throughout your racing, but there's no way to convert coins into rubies. And I feel like if that was the case, I'd be doing that all the time. But that's another way for them to entice you to spend real money. And I'm like Uh not biting – uh, but there was, uh they have different tours every month or every couple weeks and stuff. And one of these tours, it was like every day you log in, there was a five Ruby reward. So I'm like, all right, if I log in every day this week or uh, or something, I'll finally get to those 45 and shoot off 10 at once. And I, I got to experience that. And it was cool because like, I don't know, there was like one or two extra rare ones amongst the 10 items that I got. But uh I, it's just frustrating. Still no multiplayer and... Uh, no way to convert coins to rubies. So I, I have a couple issues with that game, but here I am still playing it. Um, <laughs> if you enjoy playing a cart racing game against AI, then that's the game for you.
1: I did just about two hours ago, get into the early access for the League of Legends, the Riot, like Legends of Runeterra, which is the League of Legends answer to Hearthstone. Oh. But I went to go download it because I was like, ooh, maybe I could get an hour of play in before I go on Almost Better Than Silence and talk about video games. And then right, right now the early access is only available for PC and I only have Mac. So, uh, wah, wah.
0: No, it's super relatable because here I am. I was going to say I was going to talk about something new on the podcast, but I can't yet, even though it came out today, uh, as of the time of this recording, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC Remind is now available. And I was mm-hmm. like... Okay, as soon as I got home from work, I I just was like, I gotta go download this. And first frustration is, when you go to the PlayStation store, why the fuck isn't that like the first thing that pops up? You have to (laughs) go to like search for it, and then it's like, yeah, it's one of the top searches, but it's like, why isn't that like amongst like popular or like new or whatever? Anyway, and then what also sucks is I, well, it doesn't really suck, but I pre-ordered the game, and I was finding it very confusing of how do I go about actually downloading this DLC, but... As of now, before we started recording, I was looking at it, I'm pretty sure I saw a 9 gig update for Kingdom Hearts 3, and I'm like, that has to be it, otherwise it's just a ridiculous update. So I'm looking forward to logging in and it being there for me next time I get a chance. Actually, once we get off the call here, I'll most likely go play some of that, so I'll have something to talk about next time around, but... I've been also, I'm so torn because I'm like full Code Vein mode. I'm close to beating the game. I'm, I am almost want to tell myself, don't play Remind until you beat Code Vein. Because if I go into another <laughs> game, like, will I ever come back? And there's so uh-huh. many times where I just don't. Um, But that's another thing. I remember the last time I was recording with Bren or something, we brought up, oh, there's DLC for Horizon Zero Dawn I never got back to. But the big barrier to entry there was me uh, relearning the controls. I just bit the bullet one weekend and I was like, I'm just going to do it anyway. And I'm almost, I'm not, uh, I'm not almost done with the DLC, but I was burning through it. And it only took me about like 10 minutes of like, oh, let me go fight some uh, robo dinosaurs to be like, oh yeah. It literally all came back like muscle memory, which was shocking to me. So I was like, well, that feels good.
1: It always comes back eventually. It's just, do you have the time as a busy adult to right. relearn those controls. And it's only like a half hour of your time, but that half hour might be the only gameplay time you have. That's Exactly. Constantly my struggle is if I put down a game, I know that I will not remember the controls by the time I get back to it. I know for a fact that I will or not.
2: Remember or
1: quest, exactly, remember or, where you are in the quest. Or exactly.
2: Remember where you are in the quest. Or what you're supposed to do be doing that's why i never finished the witcher my greatest shame but not even really because i just i
1: on.
0: can't blame you and i'm um, that's my problem with zelda breath of the wild even though i know i can dive back into that at any time and hopefully pick up but oh man it is just a, f- a tough thing to deal with
1: when you only have 45 minutes to play a game do you want to spend 30 of those 45 minutes relearning the controls the answer right. is usually no
0: absolutely and
1: there's a few times where i do and it's worth it but for the most part it's like if they're not wildly intuitive and I pick them back up again in five minutes, I'm probably not going to go back to it because I've got a job and like responsibilities and, uh, you know.
0: Absolutely. It's very and different
1: than when I was 16 and playing 20 hours a day.
0: Right? Oh, I miss those days. I was <laughs> I just <do> too. <laughs> reminiscing. I was like, oh man, if only I could have like a month off work.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, uh.
2: Hey, let me take this opportunity quickly. I just, I got to run off. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay.
0: That's fine, dude. Thanks for joining us this time around. We'll definitely have you back on a future episode.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. It was, it was fun to, to hop yeah. on. Yeah. Absolutely. Always great talking to you.
0: Great
1: chatting with you, too.
2: All right. Catch you guys later.
0: Later on, Fermin. So, it was great hearing from Fermin. Um, As far as the games I've been playing, I did mention Code Vein, and I do want to just say I feel like I'm on the cusp of beating it, so, and that's, uh, I'll be honest, there is no real difficulty that I'm aware of. I think it's just like a standard difficulty and I am relying heavily on the online multiplayer people helping, <laughs> like, coming to my rescue. It's very much like Dark Souls, where you can summon people to help you with certain bosses. And, mm-hmm. oh, man, I'm just summoning people that clearly have beaten the game and just want to, like, run through it. Like, they're they're not even waiting for me to get there. Like, they're just going off through the level, uh-huh. killing everything oh, for yeah. me. I'm like, okay, shit. So I got to keep up with them. And then they we get to the boss and... Honestly, the way the bosses are, like, I don't know, like, the AI behind them, they are 100% dedicated on killing whoever is hosting the game. So they're, like, <laughs> coming at me every single time. So I feel like I don't even usually fight them. I'm just constantly... Hiding. Uh, yeah, I'm hiding, <laughs> dodge rolling, and uh-huh. healing, like, uh-huh. the whole time. And I'm just relying heavily on uh, the AI character that's with me and then uh, the online character that's with me. So you, you do get two people fighting the boss as you're just, like, trying to stay alive. But, um... I, that also comes down to me not being the best at the game. It is, I'm sure there's people that really excel at that stuff. Like, I, I've beaten all the Dark Souls, so you'd think I'd be like pretty good. But man, there are certain bosses that, uh, like, this one in particular was like this, uh, wolf headed creature with like multi legs, like a spider kind of thing, but it's actually, that's that's another problem with Code Vein. I've been very much just like blowing through the story because there's moments in the game where it's trying to convey uh past memories of all these characters and it's just your character walking, not in slow motion, but like no ability to jog or run in a straight line through these like still motion scenes of like, oh, and at first I was like, Not aware that you could skip some of them, but there are Mm -hmm. certain ones that are very much important to the story and they don't let you skip. And I'm just completely bored by the story to the (laughs) point where I'm like, I just want to kill things and like play with my friends. And now though that I'm getting to the late stages of the game, the story is like really ramping up and like things are happening to these characters to the point where I'm like shit, I should have been paying attention all along. Like, there was this, like, really dramatic moment where, like, this character, like, turns to stone and it was uh-huh. really sad. And it made me, like, choke up. But I'm like, why am I choking up over these characters? I, I didn't give I a shit I don't even about it, care about that. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I'm i just such a weird person. But I do. Oh, my gosh. You were, like, intend- word
1: for word describing my destiny and Destiny to experience. <laughs> so, <we> <laughs> like, every single thing that you're talking about. As soon as Cade di- died... Like, I was out, which is most of Destiny (laughs) 2.
0: That's awesome. No, I'm glad it's relatable. And
1: so, like, everything since I've been like, can we just skip through the story? Can we skip through the story? But then there's parts of the story that are really good. And I'm like, wait, I missed all of this because I was just trying to get through it. But also the heavy, heavy reliance on teammates. I don't know. I shoot in video games, like, I don't know, like a Rodriguez or Tarantino character. Like it's very excessive and it's all over the place and it's like a big spray of bullets and that's fun for me, but not necessarily (laughs) effective.
0: That's fair. So I
1: definitely rely on like random teammates from the internet who are paired with me and then are usually more precise than me.
0: For sure, and that's another problem with my style of gameplay for Code Vein is I'm strictly a combat, like, sword boy. I know our last episode was, like, we're sick of sword boys, but, like, all I do is <laughs> use the sword and try to upgrade it as much as possible. And then some of these online players I'm playing with are, like, full mage classes, like, sending, like, crazy magic at these things and, like, kill- like one-shotting creatures. I'm like, man, mm-hmm. maybe I should be playing the game the way they're playing. Uh, <laughs> but and uh, another thing I do want to mention, I know I'm, like, For the most part, this past month or so, as long as I've been playing the game, I've been praising it uh, pretty extensively, but I've always failed to mention on these episodes that it's pretty glitchy and very buggy at moments to the point Mm. where like... I had to restart my game at one point where I was, like, trying to talk to this one merchant. And by the time, like, I ended, like, that whole, I don't know, menu system, my character was completely incapable of moving. And I was like, oh, Oh, no. no. So there's just stupid things like that. And uh, there's, like, even in Dark Souls, if you get to an area where you're not supposed to be yet or something, there would be, like, this wall of smoke. In this game, they have a wall of smoke, but it's more or less just, like, loading what's behind it. So, in previous areas, like, I'd, I'd walk up to a wall of smoke. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not supposed to be here. But if you just stand there and wait, it goes away. I was <laughs> like, oh, oh God damn that's it. I wish so I that's so
1: counterintuitive.
0: That. <laughs> yeah, it really was kind of bizarre. Especially yeah. knowing the game that they're, like, not paying homage to, but, like, uh, taking pages from their book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's, I don't know, all around very enjoyable experience, but I do want to uh, forewarn people that are like, maybe I'll give it a go. It can be buggy, and luckily I haven't encountered too many bugs during the online play, but I mean,
1: listen, if we've gotten through so many fallouts that we made it to Fallout 76, (laughs) like, people will look past bugs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. In fact, some people really enjoy them. I remember when we first started the podcast, I was also going to try to keep up with YouTube. I'm glad I didn't because I would never have been able to. But uh, one of the ideas I had was this thing called... uh, Oh, what was it? I don't even remember. But it was basically just exploiting bugs and showing, like, as crazy, like, oh, will it glitch or something? Because it was, like, a David Letterman, like, will it float inspired, like, bit where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, will it glitch? um. But that never really happened. Uh, I mean, that's ATS my favorite history. part
1: of, like, the Monster Factories from the McElroy's. Is oh, hell yeah. They they do a whole thing that I love, which is setting up a character and and they make it, you know... So many different ways they can fuck it up, but they end up loving it in the end, which I love because it's it's one of those things that's like anyone can can find love in this world. Uh but also then they start playing and then they get bored after they play for a few minutes and they're like, How can I make this crash? How can oh I gosh. absolutely ruin this? And that is always the funniest part of those episodes to me, is when they're oh, like, for sure. I'm going to destroy my own computer in an effort to make this game unplayable. And oh, Whitney,
0: you're reminding me of Carboys, and it was so good, but I'm also <laughs> just like, uh, I guess we don't talk about Carboys We anymore. don't
1: talk about Carboys, yeah. unfortunately. It's, it's so sad, unfortunate. because there's a lot there that was worth watching but also i can't in good conscience yeah yeah, i can't recommend it because when there's someone that's shitty behind it you're just like "Eh, i don't know it loses its appeal
0: yeah no that was a a rough one when that all went down but it also on a bright side to counteract that and also kind of segue into show topics something that i discovered today that i'm super thrilled about and i'm also mad at myself about is that P.S. I Love You XOXO, one of my favorite podcasts of all time, ended in 2017, I believe, and I was devastated. Um, th- and that was because Colin left Kind of Funny and all of that stuff. It's back, and I didn't know until I just like uh, was like on the Kind of Funny website being like, oh, what are these guys up to? It's been a little bit since I tuned into some of their stuff. Lo and behold, I must have unsubscribed from the show because I'm like, it's a dead show. I do that with dead shows. I'm like, it's not coming back. It came back because they have a new uh, member of Kind of Funny. His name's Blessing. He's a really cool guy. He's the kind of catalyst behind getting PS I Love You XOXO back up and running with Greg Miller. And, oh, man, I listened to an episode today, and it was glorious. I missed that show so fucking much. I didn't even realize it. So for people that used to love that, uh, go resubscribe. You probably didn't, and you were aware of it because you're like, oh, my God, a podcast in my feed that I never would have expected. Um, it's just so glorious and a good way to, like, counterbalance the whole uh, Nick thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's well
0: But, cool. yeah, so that's pretty exciting. Um, other show topics I do want to mention, though, uh, I saw in this uh, – I'm pretty sure it's the new Dragon Ball Z, like, Kakarot game. You you have the ability to go fishing, and I'm like, okay, now you have my attention. I'm like, <laughs> I'm definitely going <laughs> to buy this and game You Fishing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. If you find a game the fishing, fishing even in, in
1: games that, like, don't have fishing in them. You find the fishing. It's but so this, funny to I don't me. You know. This image Anytime of fishing Vegeta. comes up, you're like, I'm Doug, and I'm in for fishing.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I, there's an image of Vegeta <laughs> fishing, and I'm like, that... Uh, you you got me in multiple ways. Like, I'm a Dragon Ball Z fanboy, but, oh, man, I'm super excited. So that was something I definitely had to mention. Uh, also, very dug of me to bring this up, uh, Drug Lord, I, I've i brought it up numerous times on the podcast. It was, like, a text-based adventure where, like, you are, are a Drug Lord and you sell all sorts of drugs all across the world. And I remember Brent would just criticize me because it's like, oh, it's just an Excel spreadsheet. You're just, like, uh, basically crunching numbers and stuff. I'm like, to a degree, but there's uh, definitely more... Uh, adventure aspect to it of the text adventure of like, oh, uh, the cops are after you or these people at the airport, what and all that kind of stuff. They are making a n- not a new one, I guess, but it's just called drug lord on steam and it came out yesterday as of the time of this recording. So holy shit, I did not realize it was even out to be honest. Um, and it just looks like a really high end interface of what I'm used to. Uh, I hope it's as good as what I. I've played... There's a mobile one on your phone if you want to check it out. Uh, What the hell? It's just literally just Drug Lord 3, I believe. No, Drug Lord 2. But uh, this new one... Does look cool. The developers, Star Legion. I'll read the description. Begin your journey to the empire with the artisanal cultivation of rude... What the fuck? Rude Rallis? I don't even know what these words are. I'm an idiot. Uh, (laughs) And rise to the top of the criminal world. Improve production and open new recipes for your products. Create your own cartel and try to become the president of your country. Holy shit. So, yeah. You have a lot of opportunity in this game. Although, it like... it's not text-based because now there's a little bit more graphical interface involved but it is basically yeah numbers and uh selling drugs so Mm. it's on my radar I, i i i don't know just looking at the interfaces it has me skeptical that it's not gonna play as well as the one on my phone which will be disappointing but it's something i should definitely check out um let me see what the price is uh Or no, okay, it says it came out yesterday, but it also says coming soon, so I have to add it to my wish list. We'll see what it costs, but it is, I'm assuming, coming out later this month.
1: Nice. As far as, like, video game news, the only thing that I have seen recently, and I don't know, you might have already talked about it, is Cyberpunk 2077 being delayed, which surprises nobody, but also it's a bummer that it's now coming in September instead of April.
0: I think we did mention it briefly yeah. only because we think it was like a strategic move because maybe something else was coming out originally around the time. Like, well, I think a, for some there's reason- There's
1: like a bunch of stuff coming out in the next month. Yeah.
0: Uh, so wait, Cyberpunk 2077 was going to come out in April?
1: April 16th is when yeah, it was going to come they out. They moved
0: it because I think Final, Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy 7. Seven was delayed until April now. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. That's a real
1: po- like, possibility. Like, March 20th, but... both Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal come out. April Damn. 3rd, Resident Evil 3 comes out. Now, April 10th, Final Fantasy seven comes out. So I've I've seen on my timeline from, like, three or four different people, like, how am I going to sleep between March and April? Um, Because I have a job and I've got to fit in all of these games. <laughs> right. Um, so it may be strategic that they've moved it, but also... I think that they, I mean, it does not surprise me that a game as big as Cyberpunk 2077 would delay by half a year. Oh, yeah. That's that's pretty common, and it's not something that surprises me at all. It bums me out, because I was looking forward to having Cyberpunk 2077 as, like, a spring-summer game. Like, when you're, the days get longer, and maybe some of us have, like... Summer Fridays, that seemed like a perfect game to be able to fill that time, but not going to get it till September now.
0: Yeah, and I I think they're doing it, hopefully, to just really uh, polish it and make it less buggy or any kind of issues that there might be.
1: I'm always for, like, keep it until it's good. Like, I don't want to be two weeks into seeing the Cats movie in a movie theater and have, like, a movie patch for CGI. Like, I don't need that kind of nonsense in my life you know what i mean yeah like that's, absolutely honestly i was the biggest fallout fan girl, and i just can't get into fallout anymore because it's so buggy and then also 76 was so off the mark of why any person who likes fallout likes fallout yep that i was just like you don't understand your own fans you don't understand the franchise and that was kind of my final straw but I love Fallout, even with all of the bugs. But I would much rather wait another seven months for a better Fallout that ran better than right. get it when I got it. Like New Vegas, if I had been able to play a non-buggy New Vegas where like my dog didn't spaz out and freeze <laughs> and whatever, like I would have played that New Vegas. I would have waited six months, seven months, and then taken right, it up and then. That's...
0: Something I feel like the developers don't understand. They have deadlines and they're like, we're just going to make it happen whether we want it to or not. But I think a lot of gamers would agree with you on that stance. It's just like, yeah, give us the better quality product. We'll wait.
1: And I mean, there's only so many times that you can not show up at a at a date that you say you're going to show up. Like if consistently Fallout said a time and then a year later they were like, okay, now it's coming. You lose a lot of cred that way. But oh, I yeah. think that... People are so hype about 2077 that I would rather see them postpone it and have a better game from it, because it seems like it's going to be a pretty great game.
0: Totally. Oh, man. Definitely want to get that. And that's just wild out.
1: speculation, but I think it's going to be a really great game.
0: No, I think you're right. Um, oh, and the last thing that I had as far as news, and it's not even video game related, it's, you know what to expect, listener. Uh our- <laughs> taco bell boldly announces a new fry innovation and i feel like we're dipping into doughboys territory or like justin mcelroy's munch squad i'm sorry guys but no we got to bring this up it's gonna be buffalo chicken nacho fries will be available for the first time uh, of starting january 30th so i'm like man those are two things i'm really into i i think i tried the nacho fries once they were amazing but now adding buffalo chicken to it that's my stuff
1: this is taco bell yeah, right. That's
0: another thing. It's like fries and Taco Bell. You're like, already, that's strange. But I think well, they like, introduced those recently.
1: The thing about nacho fries is like, I get it because Taco Bell only has like 15 ingredients and it every item on the <laughs> menu is just a different way of m- mixing those 15 ingredients. Buffalo sauce is like a whole new ingredient and fries were already sort of a new ingredient that it it surprises me to hear buffalo sauce is now on the menu for it. The chicken, the nachos, the like cheese, the whatever, none of that surprises me. I'm sure it's going to be delicious because buffalo anything is delicious. Cheese fries are delicious. Taco Bell is delicious. Like I'm in for all of it as a concept, but also I'm very shocked that taco bell would bring in a whole ingredient that can only be used in one dish right now like are they gonna make right. buffalo chicken burritos
0: Ooh, please yes that would be a step in the right direction i just feel like buffalo is very popular i mean it it has been for a while so maybe they're just like recognizing that and saying ah oh, we want to garner some attention
1: yeah 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 interesting we'll see
0: I definitely want to try that out starting the 30th. So that'll be later this week, listener. Um, But before we end this episode, I did have a really quick quiz for you, Whitney. Let's play Game or No Game.
1: Yes, I think this is the first time I've ever played game or no game by myself, so this will be oh, interesting.
0: Awesome. Good luck, because uh, Brand struggles. All right, <laughs> <laughs> let's see what you make of these. All right, do you think there is a game called Wire Lips?
1: Lips L I P S. Yes. Correct. No game.
0: I would think no game also, but that is a game. It's a weird one. Don't look into that one. In fact, we're (laughs) going to move right along. Uh, Do you think there's a game called Deer Simulator, your average everyday deer game?
1: Yes, I do.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that one's too good. I wish I came up (laughs) with that, in all honesty. And it's, I was looking into this one. It's very recent. Uh, It's very reminiscent of Goat Simulator. I'm just assuming instead of being a goat this time, you're going to be doing, you're a deer and you're just doing wacky, absurd stuff. Uh, Just go see a trailer for that and you'll already tell that it's going to be a goofy time. Love it. Um, But that is a game.
1: Goat Simulator was not like a long-term play but it was a very entertaining like 45 minutes. Oh,
0: absolutely. In fact, I forgot to mention this earlier in the show. Uh the free games for the month of January are Goat Simulator and the Naked uh Naked. Uh the Nathan Drake collection uh for what is oh. that franchise? I don't even play that, but I downloaded it and I'm yeah, looking yeah, forward yeah. to it. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Um let's see. Do you think there's a game called The Velocipastor? <laughs>
1: It's really good, but I do not think that's a game.
0: It's not, and I can't even take credit for that because apparently it's a movie that came out in 2019. Oh man, I don't even know where to begin. Uncharted. It looks like,
1: Sorry to interrupt. Yes, thank Nate you. Drake, no, Nathan. I'm Drake, very grateful. Uncharted.
0: You, <laughs> yeah, because it was like bugging me. I'm like, how do I not know this? <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah very popular game franchise, but Velocipastor- Pastor. I want to see this movie now because I'm pretty sure it's literally just like a dinosaur that is a pastor. And I'm like, all right, Amazing. why not? Amazing, yeah. Why not? Do you think there's a game called The Amazing Panda Adventure? Yes. That's a no. And this is another one. I'm pulling from a movie reference. This is from the 90s. And apparently it's like on a lot of lists for like weirdest movies of all time. Oh, so- I'm yeah I'm 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 intrigued. That's the very least I'll say. Uh, the Amazing Panda Adventure. Look at yeah. that! If you want to see I'm a very strange into the 90s whole
1: movie. like bad movie, weird movie, MST3K yes. movie, like that's very up my alley. So I'll have to look it up.
0: Um, do you think there's a game called Cave Heroes Idle Dungeon Crawler?
1: <sighs> I mean, that definitely sounds like it could be a game. So I'm gonna say yes to
0: that one that's a yes and it almost sounded so much like a game like i was like ah i can't fool anybody (laughs) with that but no that is a early access game available now uh i only have two more for you though do you think there's a game called men are monkeys robots win
1: oh man i don't think so but if that's a game i want to play it
0: right uh it's not uh that's another one (laughs) I don't even know the album that this is referring to. I just saw this in passing somewhere on social media. But it's an album by an artist called Season to Risk. And it was apparently came out in 98 and was remastered in 2018. So if you want to go listen to that album, it's available. But I, th- the title, I was like, man, that sounds like a game. The title sounds and like, and like a good fun.
1: game. <laughs> yeah, right?
0: All right. And, then l- last but not least, do you think there's a game called Mafia Life 420? <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm going to say no. It's a no, and you did really good this this game
0: of Game or No Game.
1: I feel like 420 i could see that very easily being a game right a, a grand theft auto type game like i honestly don't know how it's not either but <laughs> exactly <laughs> i was really uh, on the fence with that one i think it was on that on the fence with that one more than any other game i was well, like that's mm, good that could easily I'm be either at way
0: these i think
1: <laughs> yeah you are
0: but uh that was an episode. Let's wrap this one up and do some plugs. Uh, it was great having you back on the show. You have other podcasts, plenty of them. Let's hear I about do. where our listeners can find you and them on the internet.
1: Yeah, I am at Whitney underscore Nelson, N-E-L-S-E-N on Twitter. And you through that, you can find any of my other podcasts. I, Historical Hotties has been on hiatus for January, but we talk about historical different categories of historical figure like architects or opera divas or whatever and we find the hottest people in history to fit that category and then we debate who's the hottest between the ones we bring to the table uh that's historical hotties and then uh cool breeze over the mountains is my keanu reeves podcast and we watch every keanu reeves movie in in chronological order and coming up Either directly before or after this episode releases, uh, you can look for Constantine. Uh, that's 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 where we are in the queue. So Constantine is next. Um, and then we're gonna do a reckoning where we reevaluate all of the movies we've seen so far because every episode we rank them like, do do I like this movie more or less than other movies that we've seen of his so far? And right. uh, you get a certain amount of the way through it, and you're like, "Why did I say this was so high?"
0: <laughs> right.
1: There are several <laughs> movies that are like in my top twenty that should not be in my top twenty at all. So coming oh, up soon, we're going to debate no, all I'm of kidding. those. <laughs> the replacements is not in my top twenty. Well, I know it might actually be. In I my remember top you were 20. not a fan it's of that one. Definitely <laughs> not in my top ten
0: that's fair um but that's all cool and yeah listeners go check out those shows they're all a blast um and as for us we're findable at on all the places at abt silence uh i'm not lying about twitch streaming anymore i am doing it on occasion and in fact now that i'm getting re remind for uh kingdom hearts 3 you, you'll probably be seeing me play some of that there so yeah check out twitch.tv slash abt silence um and subscribe and see when we go live hopefully on the weekends and stuff and after work um, and I also run a record label. It's called Missed Out Records. Uh, you could go to missedoutrecords.com, see the vinyl cassettes and shirts and shit that we're selling there. Uh, for fans of Math Rock, Emo, and Screamo. Those are genres, people. Uh, but that's <laughs> gonna do it for this episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. We will be back next week. See you guys.